0: Perhaps let's first start with some of your meetings. I understand that you will be meeting with the World Bank to not only review some projects or possible support, but also to work on some sort of five-year strategy for South Africa. Have you had this meeting, and uh, what are the concessions that you are willing to make, given that uh, the growth forecast would mean that there'd be very stringent measures in place?
1: Yeah, I. <laughs> Thank you. Definitely the revision downwards of economic growth figures, a reason for concern to all of us. But we think that, obviously, you know that, for instance, the Reserve Bank has got a different forecast. Forecast is definitely not a perfect science. Things can still change. But having said that, I think one thing that we all agree is that uh, the economic growth that we're having in the country is very, very low to try and solve the problems of of, of, of South Africa. <clears throat> so I think at, at the heart of, of what we're doing, apart from the World Bank, I'll come to the World Bank, uh, is, is, is to is the realization that uh, uh, <clears throat> today's economy is it, 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 about uh, relationships with, uh, with other, other countries. It's interdependence with other countries. It's trade with other countries. It's trade with 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 the with the region. So the time of what you call autarkic economies is is, is is long gone by. <clears throat> so what what we, are, what we are looking at what what we are looking at is, is to try and, and maximize uh, the mobilization of resources that we can use to deal with a number of challenges in, in our hands. Amongst others, the question of of, of infrastructure development. We use our own infrastructure spend to try and, and, and count in other in, in investments from the multilateral pertinent uh, organizations, one, but again from other uh, private sector investments. So as we are, we are here, uh, while we are interacting with the, world, with the World Bank, with the IMF, but we also use this as an opportunity to deal with other modular, multilateral organizations. As a matter of fact, you have just taken me out, out of the annual Commonwealth Finance of, of Minister where again we are looking at at, at these challenges as they affect the, 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 the globe. <clears throat> so from from, from the, the World Bank now that you have asked, the is to try and say uh, how do we maximise the, the resources, the mobilisation of the, of those resources. I must add, as you have just touched on the World Bank, that there is some nervousness uh, which comes from some of these institutions, traditional institutions. Uh, of our involvement with the New Development uh, Bank, what is called the BRICS Bank. (laughs) So one of the things that we have been trying to say is to assure uh, the World Bank and other institutions that uh, we see the New Development Bank not as a competition to the World Bank, for instance, but as more of a complementary partner as a partner of what the World Bank and other institutions are already doing in
0: South Africa. Mm. And the reason I ask about the concessions that you're willing to make, if you're going to enter into some sort of strategic uh, plan with the World Bank, and if you're going to also be true to the G20 uh, Compact with Africa, is that... uh, the, the, the issue of reforms, as you yourself point out, and uh, uh, for instance, if you are asked to uh, deregulate or reduce government uh, uh, regulation in terms of diminishing profits or, or, or you know, encouraging privatization or even uh, eliminating the concept of the so-called public good or community, are you willing to make these uh, concessions, especially when there's a lot of talk around radical economic transformation at the moment?
1: I'm not sure about 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 concessions. For instance, I think uh, <clears throat> the government has, has been talking about the question of introducing some strategic equity partners in some of our state-owned and, 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 enter- enterprises. I think that that provides an opportunity for 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 other uh, role players, mm-hmm. economic agents, to come and play in the in, in that space. The Minister of Finance is on record, for instance, is, is saying that definitely when you look at, uh, strategy, at South African Airways, we'll be looking at, at equity partner. You may also be looking at, 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 at other state-owned enterprises. Secondly, I think we have also spoken about the, the selling of, of what you call non-core assets, and it's something that we, we are or different departments, are busy really trying to identify so that we are able to get out of those things that uh, don't play any strategic, strategic role uh, in the economy of, 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 of South Africa, or we get partners in those that we think are very strategic, so um, in terms of regulation, uh, obvious, I'm sure we we'll deal with each and every case on, on, on a case-by-case basis. But we think that uh, uh, generally we, mm. we, we have been uh, interacting with our private sector as far as looking at regulation. You know, uh, it's very difficult to say a, a priori that we're, we're willing not to regulate at certain places because regulation, it becomes a, 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 an important part of economic growth. Mm. You remember, for instance, if I, if I may, the global the global economic crisis that we we, we are, we are <coughs> ripping the bitter fruits uh, of now that started in 2009 is blamed on, 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 on a, a wholesale deregulation of of many industries, in particular the financial services sector. So the, the question of deregulation is seen as, as a panacea of our problems.
0: And I guess that's the point. I'm, I'm going back to, Deputy Minister. You said yourself that one of the things, primary things you're there for is to mobilize infrastructure capital. So if you're going to uh, close uh, that large investment gap, from the talks that you've had, do you have uh, the same springboard in terms of a uh, point of departure on what you uh, you believe is inclusive growth, for instance?
1: Um, I, I think um, from, <clears throat> you know, that the world, the whole world is concerned about uh, the high uh, levels of inequality in the, in the world, including the, 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 the poor and the rich. This is, it's, it's a concern, that's that's number one. It's worse in, in, in South Africa, where it goes along racial lines because of the apartheid past that is with us. Uh, so the question of inclusive growth, as far as we're concerned, is an area that we're able to. <clears throat> Uh, uh, to explain to everybody, including, for instance, the rating agencies. If you look at some of the issues that the rating agencies are raising when it comes to South Africa, the inequality. They are raising it as something that is a risk to the economy of South Africa. So inclusive growth and uh, radical economic transformation growth uh, are not necessarily uh, uh, opposed to having other investment coming into into our country. We think it's a a business imperative that 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 should happen. It's something that we we are very happy to explain, to prospective investors, to prospective funders.
0: Would you then consider also making a pillar of that uh, uh, macroeconomic policy proposal being avoiding permanent increases to the overall tax burden?
1: We, (laughs) in fact, again, uh, if you look at what the, the IMF has just said, one of the things that the IMF said is that we still have got a space to 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 increase tax, but having said that, uh, we are also very much, as far as Federal government, was very clear that uh, the the tax base uh, is getting uh, limited more and more limited. But what we have um, uh, uh, committed to is to try and 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 stay within the expenditure framework, to live within 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 our means. So the question of of, of tax conditions, especially with the, the private sector, we think we, uh, we, have, we have done very well as far as it is concerned. So, uh, again, as you know, that tax is very important for us to deal with the question of uh, uh, <clears throat> the poorest of the poor to try and provide the safety nets and to be able to provide this, this social services like education and healthcare, which the majority of our people still don't have uh, uh, what you'll we'll call equitable access to Right. So the qu- the question that uh, we must we must decrease tax and so on. But I don't think that it, it does come into the equation. Thank you. But there are I many other things that we are happy to happy, happy to look into. For instance, the, the question of making sure that we, we close revenue leakages. You know, there's so much revenue leakages in the developing economies. For instance, through money laundering, illicit financial flows, transfer pricing, is erosion, and profit shifting by multinational companies. So it's a question of trying to close those loops, and it's something that we we're, we're assist with here at the pertinent institutions as we're well heading our discussion.
0: Thank you so much for speaking to us. Deputy Finance Minister Sfiso Butelezi speaking.